Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to another episode of the Half Hour Fantasy Podcast, our first podcast of the year. Woohoo! Hope all listeners had a nice Christmas and New Year, if that's your thing. And joining me, as always, is Donny and Tom. How are you doing, Donny? I'm very well, thank you. How are you doing, Tom? I'm good, Peter. How are you? I'm not too bad. Right, okay, let's do a normal thing. Right into the league first, or top three, before we get into the nitty gritty. So... Our own podcast league, the top three, there is one change first, still Melvinho with 63 points, 1377 overall. Second is McCogan, 92, 136 overall. And up to third is Skihouse, 78, 1362. But on to the real thing the score and rank for the game. We missed a couple of weeks, so obviously there's been a bit of fluctuation. I believe now Tom is leading the pack. It was Donnie beforehand. Yeah. So I will go first because I'm in the lowest position. 59 points this week for me. I had Roos and Goals for 6, Lacavetti 1, Captain Tav 12, Stewart 6, Cochrane 2, in midfield, Tillman 8, Jota 10, Hatati 7, up front, Shanklin 2, Miyoski 3, Furahashi face Captain 2, on looking up to get a goal for that one. On the bench, I had left Kelly for 5 points because I decided to go for Ross County at home over him. So that gives me a rank of 74 all in, and that means I've actually stayed 74 for third week in the trot. A grey arrow twice, so... Not the best points week to me, I think, when I see other scores coming in, but I'm happy to hold rank, and hopefully double game week will make me push toward top 50. So, Donnie, you next. Yep, so I had 64 points for the week, so I had Roos and Goals for 6, Captain Tav for 12, Stuart for 6, Cockney 2, Sean Kelly for 5, and then I have Snodgrass for 10, Tillman for 8, Jota for 10, Morelos for one, Shanklin two, Furuhashi vice captain for two. So that was my 64. Uh, my global score is 1352. Last time we spoke, I was in 30th. I'm now 22nd. I've kind of fluctuated between 20th and 23rd. So pretty much where I was last season. Um, trying to get in that top 20, but Tom with his good run of scores has now overtaken me. So let's hear what his team is. Over you, um, so I'm, sit- I'm sitting at 20th now. Um, I got 69 points. Also had Roosting goals for six, uh, back line of Strain for nine, Tav for six, Cochrane two, and Kelly five. Midfield was Tillman for eight, Ginelli for two, and Yota ten. And then Captain uh, Shank got me four, Vice Captain Furuhashi two, and Duke 
got me 15. Okay, so if you've got the caps rated even better scores, that's not uh-huh. a bad score considering. Right, we'll go to the results for the game week and then we'll talk about it in more detail. So first up, we had St Mirren 1, Hearts 1, then Ross County 0, Livingston 2, Celtic 2, Kilmarnock 0, Aberdeen 2, St Johnson 0, Motherwell 2, Hibernian 3 and Dungeon 0, Rangers 2. So over to you, Tom. Yep, so first fixture we've got is Aberdeen 2, St Johnston 0, and it was a brace from the Duke. Uh, assist came from Johnny Hayes and uh, Bizwayan. Um Duke now has nine goals and three assists this season. He's only seven points behind Majofsky, and you could probably argue that he's in better form as well. At uh, 4.3% ownership, he does act as a bit of a differential as well. Um, I don't think there's any other Aberdeen players I'd consider... Um, there's maybe an argument made for Roos, um, but as we know so far the season, goalkeepers don't really feature in the top 10 very often, so more often than not, you're probably just better off having a, a set and forget. In terms of St Johnston, uh, no goals in the last two games. Uh, they did get a couple at home to Hearts after the World Cup, um, but none of their players are really in form. Obviously Stevie May wasn't doing too bad before the World Cup, but um, he seems to have drifted off. So not really any St Johnston players I'd be I'd be concerned about. Um, Donny, anything to add to that? Uh, yes. So this might come back to me, but if we can, I'll just take a moment to remember that glorious three-two win for Rangers last month. If ever there was a time I wanted to come on a podcast and talk about a football match, it was that one. So um, not had not had a decent run of form since then. One point out of fifteen. Um, but back-to-back clean sheets um, will be pleasing ahead of. Uh, hearts and Hibs in the league I do have roosts and goals um, I've actually got an Aberdeen double which shows the, the confidence I have in them uh, <laughs> and that has paid off the last two games so I'm quite happy with that um, in terms of players I think Shinny is a good addition for them um, he's certainly a fan's favourite uh, he won't be afraid to get stuck in uh, in that midfield so that's one to watch it's quite a good price point if I remember um, as well so it could be a good move um, I thought Aberdeen were far more positive in this game. Uh, they had a nil-nil with Ross County prior to that, which I thought was a bit of a drab affair. But yeah, definitely more positive. I thought Miowski was unlucky. He did have the chances, but it was Duke um, with the goals and the man-of-match performance. I think if this guy was on penalties, I'd have no doubts that we'd be playing the Luis Lopez Cup uh, at the start of next season. So definitely one to watch. I think St. Johnson were poor. They're, they're bang out of form. Uh, a hard avoid for me. Um, and from Aberdeen, uh, I think they might suffer at the hands of the double game week. Um, people will be loading up there, but Duke is, is certainly a good differential and obviously got you the points this weekend. Yep. Peter, what's your thoughts? Hey, first and Johnson, I agree with Dory, hard avoid. I think they were finding a bit of form before the break, but look, they've come back for it, not, they've kind of dropped off. So again, I wouldn't be touching, maybe, maybe a cheap defender if you want to kind of it's mean Dory have been doing is try to differentiate defence and goalkeepers keep different players, different teams. Aberdeen wise, uh, Dory took words up my mouth. Graham Shinney is interesting because it's obviously like a joke in the arm for them. He's a good player, he's done well in the championship, he's a good player before he's come back up, so he probably could toughen them up, maybe make more stronger defensively. So it's a one to watch. I think like Donny says as well, double game week, they might be kind of left behind now. But it's going forward, interesting. I've got Russell and Stewart. I think it's the same two you've got, Don, I believe. Yeah. I wanted to come off one of them, but then that result, you said back-to-back. So there's more fires in my team first before I get there. Uh, Mioski, I think, 
I think he's peaked. Uh, I'm more interested in uh, Lopez or I'm sure Tom will get to the other strikers who are becoming more apparent in the game in the next couple of fixtures. So I know we've got one of the groups in the Cup, is uh, the Zemiowski group, because at the time of the Cup draw, he was one of the top four point scorers, but I don't think he's there anymore. Uh, not much more to add. Interest in Lopez, interest in... The only thing with McShane is there's that many players in midfield and a lot of them have got the non-playing player in the midfield as well, so you've only got the four slots. So he might tick over to the same element as like a Hatati or a Lundstrom type player where he'd tick over and get the points, get the passing points week to week. But I think there's probably more explosive assets out there that you could have in your team instead. Yep. Um, leading on then, we've got the Selig fixture. It was Selig 2, uh, Kilmarnock 0. Uh, goals came from Yota with an assist from Maeda. And there was an Ash Taylor own goal there as well. Um, speaking of strikers, Maeda is in great form. In the last three game weeks, he's scored 10, uh, then a 9, and then 8 points this game week. He is uh, 6.2, so he's a bit more expensive than the so average form striker, but perhaps well worth the money. Um, the only concern is uh, recent news, uh, Southampton are, are sniffing around, so that is a concern. And I think there's a decent argument to have him as uh, your third Selic slot, um, particularly given Selic's instability at the back. Um, Yaw, obviously back into the starting 11. He's, you know, everyone's aware of his ability and I think he's probably going to come back into the fold and back into some good form as well. Um, speaking of Kilmarnock, it was an Ash Taylor own goal, minus two points. However, his previous scores have been reasonable. Um, he scored one, then seven, then one, then eight, then six. Um, given Kilmanic's situation, I don't think that's too bad for a 3.1 million defender. Um, perhaps they're considering after they play Rangers next game week. But that's all I've really got on that one. Selic uh, fixture, so I'll come to you first, Peter. Hey, Kilmanic first. I think we all, maybe you didn't, Tom, I mean, Don had Armstrong at one point in this game and I was kind of Took him out the team thinking maybe I would drew that day, but he's not really had the form of the breaks to me affect him. So he's in that kind of cheap midfield range along with Spittle and Montano. The only right one at the right time, but he seems to have dropped off. Kamarnock, again, I don't take too much when they play Celtic Rangers. They do look they're playing much better, they're hard to break down. So maybe a cheap asset in defence at some point. I don't really fancy him anywhere else. Celtic, you mentioned Jota, I think we we'll question on this later. I think Jota was carrying a knock and then he had a bug. So people are worried if he's getting his game time. I think if he's fighting, that, that'll put back the team and he'll be, again, playing pretty much every week. I like the Maeda shout, Tom, or your dad's on him, so he had a good score a week ago with us, Maeda, a striker option. Because it's where do you go, there's rotation everywhere and Maeda is, he's come back to the World Cup as a form kind of player. And it's just it's unfortunate he's in that striker position, I know. But then with Jack and Marcus potentially leaving as well, that could actually mean more game time for both of them. So I like it, but then it's given up Kyogo or Jota for me and Hatate, who I've brought in, has been the highest score midfielder in the last four or five game weeks using Kayla Woods' thing. So that's a good one to bond for myself. So I don't really see him fit him in right now, especially when I'm sure Donald could talk about him. Sakala has appeared on the scene as another striker option. Nisbet, we'll get to him as well. So there's lots of options where I don't know. I just prefer right now the Celtic midfield. I know I could come back by me. And, but you said Dom, there's Southampton sniffing about. If you have them in your team, Southampton, buy them, then you get a free transfer. So I wouldn't particularly worry about that. Yeah. And Donny, what's your thoughts on this one? 
Yeah, it's quite funny. You're both saying exactly the same things that I've got written down. So, first of all, it was good to see Jota um, back in the starting lineup from a fantasy point of view, if nothing else. Um, and those who stuck with him were rewarded with a goal. Uh, defensively, I guess it's Vickers and Starfield that only nailed options at the moment. Um, it's a lot of injury and rotation and, and transfer speculation. Uh, regarding some of the other positions. But, yeah, uh, the, the words I've got here is I'm toying with a Maeda kyogo partnership up front. Um, so I'll wait and see over this one. My, I mean, Tranklin, I presume, is, is everyone else's other striker. I've got Morelos. Now, Cholak came off injured, so he might still get the, the game time. But if not, and I was looking for a third striker, I probably would go um, with Maeda because I've only got two Celtic players. So he slits in fine there for me. But uh, from a game point of view... It was a bit of a slow start for Celtic, um, but you know, at the end of the day, it was a good goal from Jota and Taylor with the OG. I guess that's a points killer if you've got him in your team. But on another day, Kyogo bags a couple. I think he was unlucky. Uh, and as a vice-captain point of view, I think you can still stick with him. Um, Celtic do have a good run of fixtures coming up, um, so I wouldn't compromise, you know, just because there's a double game week, I wouldn't forget about them. So I would still load up as best you can there. Uh, Kilmarnock, they've got Celtic again in the cup then they've got Rangers and then that'll be it for them they'll probably have this massive run uh, well they probably won't play Rangers and Celtic again depending on their league position but mm-hmm. um, they're hard avoid to now once they get past the Rangers game you could probably look to likes of Taylor and that to maybe just slot in the defence there but a routine win for Celtic Yep, our next fixture is Ross County 0, uh, Livingston 2 it was a brace from Bruce Anderson um, with an assist from Elder and Shiri. Um, Anderson could be a possible differential given Livingston's upcoming double um, in terms of Livingston's defence it's their first clean sheet for quite some time uh, I think the last one was the 15th of October against St Johnston so um, not ideal there um, Livingston there's questions surrounding the penalty takers obviously we've not done the pod for a couple of weeks um, but one game uh, Nicky Devlin had two penalties saved Um which was the, the previous fixture just there against Motherwell. Um, I'm not too sure if he'll retain penalty duties. And the game against Hibbs with a lost 4-0, Goncalves and Fitzwater both had penalties saved there as two. So um, not ideal. Um, it could be Sean Kelly. He's a possibility. Or Bruce Anderson might be on penalties as well. So that's something to consider. Um I don't really have anything noted down for, for Ross County because they're not really a consideration for, for anyone. Um, I've still got Yakoviti, but um, I think he's probably going to have to go soon. Uh, Donnie, anything to add to that? Yeah, I mean, Ross County are just bang out of form at the moment and they've showed little to make me think that they can turn that around. Um, you know, compared to last season, they were flying high, finishing in the top six and now. They'll be lucky to stay in the division. So, yeah, I think we can we can avoid them regardless of who they're playing. Um, you, you probably want to ship out there. As you say, <clears throat> Anderson with a timely double just ahead of a, a double game week. Um, so that's a, a dilemma of your, if you've got a third-choice striker. Um, do you go for him or not? Uh, I've got both Kellys um, for Livingston. Um, so Sean Kelly, Stephen Kelly. Then I don't have to worry when I see the name Kelly on the score sheet. <laughs> um, so that's worked out quite well over the last few weeks. So if I either had a clean sheet or an assist, um, they, do, they do seem to do quite well. The penalties is a dilemma. I think everyone's had a shot at the moment, so it could well be Anderson's turn. Um, 
But with the game week coming up, you want to have a couple of Livy players in there. Um, but Ross County, no, whoever they're, well, they've got Motherwell, Kilmarnock, Hibs. Again, you can fill your boots up any time a play, team plays against them. Yep. And your thoughts on that one, Peter? Yep, Jamie Ross, uh, Ross County, no thanks. I'm the same as you. I've got Lacovetti in my team as well, but he'll be on the chalk block this week for a double game week player. Just don't know who it's going to be yet. I went for Donny's dive for I get to that one. <laughs> uh, up front, Bruce Anderson, I believe Josh McCaffrey. Josh had Bruce Brown in this week, didn't he? That was a good call by Josh. So it does give me a dilemma thinking up top because I've got Miofsky as well. So my plan this week was to get, I've got two transfers, was to get Lacovetti and Miofsky up to two on to the go. So Bruce Anderson would be a decent double game week player. Is there any, why, why is Nubler not playing? He's injured. He must not, be. He was in the squad, so I was wondering yeah. what the script was there. So I'll keep a close eye on that before the deadline, obviously. But if Anderson's nailed to play, then ah, we just take a wee punt for, for a week and they can sit on the bench a week later. Uh, I have two obviously players for the game week coming up. I had Montano, who won player of the month last month. But he did not in the last game, so I'm sweating on that one. I don't know if it was just precautionary or we going back in. Or can I, again, check that near the time as well. Kelly at the back. I take it he came off penalties. He dismissed one too many. Is that the reason? They're just yeah. cheating about retaining it. So he's still a cheap route into defence. I mean, there's not many cheaper starting defenders on other teams, so we wouldn't argue against that. And as Donny said, Donny's had the, the two Kellys. He's worked out not bad with that one. So, again, he's he gives in that... Uh, Cheap midfield bracket range where you leave it and spit and stuff like that. So he's still another option in there. I went for Montano and you had Kelly, so it just two players for the one team. Yep. Um, up next, we've got St. Mirren 1 and Hearts 1. Uh, St. Mirren's goal was uh, by Strain, the defender, and for Hearts, it was Snodgrass with an assist from Mackay. So an inspired choice for Donnie. Um, <laughs> Strain was off at the 18 minute mark. Um, so that's concerning for the for the double game week. Um, though in terms of um, St Mirren, the, the clean sheets haven't been so frequent recently. Um, they, they did have some decent form at the start of the season. Um, other thoughts with St Mirren are a younger, um, still not back in the squad. He's in my team. We really need to sort that out. And um, Maine had three shots on target, but no returns. I do think there's a lot uh, better striker options out there than than um, Curtis Main at the minute. Um, speaking of which, Shankland, he's, um, his form is much better. Uh, he didn't have any returns this game, but um, I think he's a very, very good captaincy option um, next game week. Um, I'm sure he'll be quite popular, uh, given his form and the fact that he's on penalties. Um, Snodgrass got the goal. Um, I can't read more than writing now. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, and uh, I got I got Cochrane in no clean sheet, um, but I think the the strain returns made up for it. Um, so I think that's my notes that most of which I can't read. So I'll come to you, Peter. It was typical dentist doctor notes there. You can't read your own writing. Uh, St. Mirren, yeah, I'll, I'll stream was on my radar, but again, now he's been injured for so double game weeks, so I don't know. I'll try to again catch that one later in for news again, because he's been quite a good attack return this, this whole season. Uh, a younger, another option, not there. I know you mentioned Curtis Main. He's another kind of in that bracket with Anderson, but he's, he's not returning off, so yeah, I'm not going to bother. With Hearts, I mean, I think we've all got three Hearts players now with set up for the double game week. That was the whole point. Donny's got Snodgrass. It's one I've not got. That's one I would have had very attention on. I would have him in if I, if I had the extra place to, but I don't. So I think we've all got Shanklin, so 
no problem with that. Cochrane at the back, and I've got Clark. So a bit to see how it doubles out. They've got favourable fixtures for the next double game week. So I think there's a conversation to be had on Captain and Shankland. The leaves are question on triple Captain and Shankland as well. We'll get to that later in the podcast. But Hearts look like a better place. They've got a lot more attacking assets. And we'll see come what may at the end of the season. They do look favourites for further game now, I think, to when they finished last year as well. Yep. And Donny, your thoughts on this one? Yep, so St Mirren, that's five draws out of the last six games now. So whilst they're tough to beat, they're not really that productive up top. Um, both of the goals were fortunate. Uh, Strain was a deflected free kick and Snodgrass was a, a cross that nobody came to get and, and went in. Um, Strain managed to get his nine points out of that 18 minutes of game time, but the goal is one point for the appearances and two bonus points. That's not a bad haul. Uh, I don't know how bad the injury is. Um, he is a kind of player that would sit nicely in a, a double game week team. Um, Snodgrass, as I've been trying to get him in um, ahead of this double game week. Um, I didn't realise that was his first um, goal in the league since about 2011. Um, he's obviously been down south playing his trade, but I know he's had quite a few assists this season and has been ticking well in the points. So quite glad to have him in my team. I thought Hearts were the better team, just unable to convert it. Um, but both teams go again on Friday um, as the start of the double game week. So I'll talk about that a bit more later on. Yep. Um, next game then, we have uh, Motherwell 2, Hibs 3. Motherwell's goals came from McKinstry with an assist from Johansson and Ross Tierney. For Hibs, it was a hat-trick for Nisbet. Um, assist came from McGeady, Ellie Ewan and Josh Campbell. Um, three shots on target for Nisbet and three goals. I'm wondering if he can maintain that. Um, but uh, I was kind of surprised with this result, given Hibbs' performance in the, uh, the Edinburgh Derby the week, uh, so the game week before. Um, I don't know if this speaks more about Motherwell's defending. Uh, he's f- Nisbet's 5.9 million. And in the last five games, he has five goals and one assist with three bonus. So I suppose you can't really argue with that kind of form. Though 23 of those, 23 of his 45 points did come from this game. He doesn't have a double game week, um, but the next fixtures are quite favourable. Uh, it's Dundee United, Aberdeen, Ross County, St Mirren, and Kilmarnock. Um, if you look at the opposition, Motherwell, there's not really any Motherwell players providing really any sort of consistent returns. Van Veen's had a couple of goals since the World Cup, but again, I do think there's uh, better striker options out there. Um, so there's not really any, it's not really anyone that mother well that you know I'm really desperate to get in at the minute. Um, Donny, what's your what's your opinion? Any mother well players? Uh, no, I think if you if you score two goals and you still lose, um, it probably doesn't look good for you. Uh, I think the main winners from this game were Sky. Um, I think that's only the second non-old firm game this season. Uh, and they always roll out the 6-6 uh, whenever these two teams play. So certainly good to, to get them on the air and you know lots of goals um, in that game. I think, yeah, I mean, it certainly was a surprise, Nisbet getting a hat-trick. I don't think anyone saw that coming. We have McGeady back in the team. <coughs> Porteous playing well, albeit he's looking to move to Italy um, from, from what I've seen. But a really good performance from Hibs. They've still got their troubles at the back. Um, again, this is another team you'll probably suffer because of the double game week. You maybe look elsewhere and then turn to this bit. Um, but for Motherwell, again, a bit like Ross County, they're really bang out of form. 
Um, and don't really have anyone there that can save them. They'll probably be lucky enough that Ross County are worse than them um, and that they should survive that way. But um, one one good performance from Hibbs is maybe not enough to, to shift over just yet. I think we'll need to just keep an eye on that one and see what happens after this next double game week. But yeah, good, good win for Hibbs nonetheless. And Peter, can interest oh. in a Motherwell player. Well, I used to, I had Spittle for quite a while. He did take over quite nicely, but Motherwell's form has just dropped off a cliff, and there's better options now. So, unless it's the double game week, I would be interested. And we always mention Van Vino's kind of pops up every second or third week where I go, but again, there's other options there, and their form's bang. It's just, it's just terrible. I think they're actually only a wash off team in Ross County. At least you get. Well, Mackay's as a manager, experienced manager, so he kind of. You know what you're getting with him, he knows how to set a team up, but they've appointed a youth coach in charge. So I think sometimes you get what you pay for, you get you promote them within the guys have no experience, and it also it's come home to Roos now that he could have a job too big for him. Uh, but Hibs, again, Nisbet is one of the options. I mean, Hibs was a uh, vocal this game for season one, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Nisbet was kind of dialing in the first season, Nisbet was really good, he was scoring oh, yeah, lots yeah. of goals and he was in most teams. And just also injuries have kind of ravaged the, this, the end of last season, start of this season. But if he can get his form back, he's definitely an option up front. He's de- really clinical. You said Tom, three shots, three goals. He can't get any much better than that. Again, like you both mentioned, double game might, might, might be passed by. So if what he wants come out the end of that, I think. I wouldn't touch him defensively, but because they're, they're definitely shaky at the back. And Aidan McGee back, I suppose. He's all that older, but if he's playing in the kind of the winger behind the striker role, then I did see if he goes forward. I think we all had him in our drafts at the start of the season because the name stuck out, but the injuries uh, curtailed that. But if he can find some sort of form, he's another decent, cheap midfield option, I think. He, his price was a drop. What would his price now? Do you know off, Ben? To be cheap as chips. I'll see if I can find him. Four point something. We always drop the price anyway, so it wouldn't be that, dear. And I believe... Four point five. There we go. So that's... Maybe the pricier range of the cheap cheap midfielders. I mean, you're getting close to players in the early Tillman, but one point was 5.1. So is But if you want to be differential, do something different. If you fancy, we come back, then you could do that. But nah, that's about it. Hibs going forward, yes. In the back, no. Motherwell, completely no, no. Yep. And our last fixture then, we have Dundee United nil, Rangers 2. Um, goals came from Sakala and Tillman, and it was Ryan Jack that assisted Sakala's goal. Um, Sakala got the opener uh, he also had three shots on target um, and missed a couple of big chances so it could have been a similar situation to Nisbet there uh, Cholak started but uh, he was hooked at half time for Morelos neither are, are doing too good at the minute um, but Tillman has been a really good option uh, since the World Cup um, he's, he's in fine form and I think he's a really good midfield option uh, the captain Tav uh, options still going strong as well. Um, his last four scores have been eight, six, seven, six. So I, I came off that this week and I was punished. So I think probably given it's a double game week, you're, you're probably going to go for a double game week player. But I think that there's an argument just to kind of have Tav as your permanent captain. Um, in terms of my Rangers options, I've got Tav and Tillman. I'm not really too sure in a third slot, so I'll be interested to, to hear Donny's opinion. Um, looking at Dundee United, it's kind of hard to judge, but um, a standout for me, um, particularly for the upcoming double, is Levitt. Um, his last six scores have been 10, 3, 8, 7, 9, 2. 
And the two low scores came in games against Aberdeen and obviously just Rangers there. So um, he's a top target for me in going into this uh, double game week. Peter, kind of interested in Don Levitt? Is that something you've oh, you threw already? I know we go to Donny first Rangers game. Uh, <laughs> Levitt is on the the shortlist for double game week because I do like him and I think he's after I move a patch start the season, he's finding a bit of form. It's either that I don't need to defend him because I've got like I say lack of it, he's got to go. So I'm trying to think who I'm going to bring in for double game week. Up front, no, what's too patchy, Fletcher's too patchy. Rangers do look they're playing better now. We've seen a weeks of Michael Bealball now, so I'll just Bealball, don't I give him his full name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they look tied in at the back, so there are options there. And uh, the formation seems to become more apart now. Where I text Tony this as well. Sakala is becoming a decent option because he's playing off that wing. He seems to be thriving under Michael Beale's tactics. So to me, he comes under the Maeda style as well. He must be similar price, 6.1, 6.2. Can't be far off yeah. it anyway. So he's in that kind of bracket as well. If you're not interested in the Rangers triple up at the back, a double up at the back, you could easily, I'm assuming most people are going to have Tavernier, right? And then Tillman's the standout option right now. The third one I'm wanting to get to, again, after the game, probably it's Akala, if he keeps playing in the gate team and showing this form, because you've got to go on it while he's hot, because you've got a point with it, it falls off and then you've missed it. So I think he looks a good option in the same bracket as Maida for that third slot up front as a striker. Yep, I think Sakala's bang on six million. And we'll finish yeah, off with Tony. Yeah. Uh, okay, yep, so uh, Beal Ball remains undefeated. Um, a good win, not the polished performance um, just yet, but this was <clears throat> this was Rangers' first back-to-back away clean sheet in 13 months, which I thought was quite an amazing stat. Um, and it really does show that, you know, as a defensive unit in the last 12 months, they really have been uh, unpredictable, you know, not managing to go two games away from home without conceding at least once. So that is something that is starting to make a difference. Um, and I think Dundee United caught on to that. They had a lot of early pressure, um, but couldn't really do anything with it. Um, and from there, it kind of petered out. Uh, you mentioned Cholak got hooked. He did go off injured. Um, and that was the reason for the change there. I think him and Morelos play two different ways. I think Cholak is very much plays through the middle. Um, and takes takes his chances as they come, whereas likes of Morelos will drag defenders around the pitch and maybe create space for other players. Um, had Cholak seen out the game, I've got Morelos, I probably would have sold him, but the fact that Cholak's out, I can see Morelos continuing to get the game time. That being said, we do have a cup game at the weekend, uh, so you will get more data there. Um, but as far as the, the second half goes, and that's the second half in most of our games have gone, um, a lot more uh, impressive. Um, as I say, Sakala, a great finish. You don't realise it until you see it again, that he you know, flicks it up one foot and smashes it in with the other. He's a very frustrating player. Um, he will you know, miskick the ball, the ball will pass them, and then the next minute you've got a moment of genius. So he's certainly somebody you need to be patient with as a fan and as a, a fantasy owner. But uh, he's in form, and I think with Cholak being out, he probably will hold on to that position. Um, Tillman, again, he's another man that's on form. I thought he took his goal really well. It would have been easy just to snatch at it and, and send it wide. But two goals in quick succession, it killed off the game and then it allowed Rangers just to kind of ease themselves um, into the weekend. It was good to see Roof back in the fold. Um, got some game time. He's very unpredictable. You know, it might not be too long before he's injured again, but it does give us another attacking option. 
Uh, United do have the double game week uh, to look forward. Um, and from a fantasy football point of view, Peter, I think from a, a Rangers perspective, you could probably go back to the double defence. Um, that's where I would be looking to go. I think we've got a setback for now with Tavernier, Barisic, Golden and Goldson and Davies. Any one of those, depending on your budget, um, I think you'll get rewarded. I'd go Barisic just purely because he's got the, the assists uh, up his arm. And that is, you know, if you're not going to go Sakala, um, I think double Rangers defence is probably your best option going forward. So for me, it would be Tav Tillman, Holds, and then a Rangers defender um, to make up your three. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Yep. Yep. Um, leading on then to the top 10. Um, this week we have Nisbet at number one with 23 points. Obviously, striker for, for Hibs. Anderson, another striker there, got 16 points. And Duke, uh, another striker, 15 points. Uh, fourth was Yota with 10. Starfelt, 10. Barisic, 10. Snodgrass, 10. Sakala, 10. And then Strain got nine, despite coming off early. And um, Stephen Bradley, eight points um, at Livingston. And he's a midfielder. If we're totaling up the positions, uh, no goalkeepers, three defenders, three mids, and four forwards. And I'd say most of the names on that list are players we're, we're very familiar with. So nothing too surprising there. Anything to add to the, the top 10, Peter? No, I think the names are all pretty familiar names. So they're, 
probably some good scores this week and some, well, I know there's good scores because I got the scores in on the cup. Uh, yep, yeah, I mentioned school forward. It was good food for thought, Donnie, also, where you're mentioning the double up the back. I'm just trying to work out how we'd work out things going forward and the third striker option. Nisbet obviously springs to mind, but otherwise, it's recency bias. We'll see if it goes in a couple of game weeks. But yeah, top 10, good as always, Tom. You still got a wild yep. card, have you not, Peter? Yes. So you could do that. Tom, you've still got both your wild cards, don't you? Yeah. Uh, flying high and still got all your chips. Lucky you, lucky That's you. Just, just a triple captain. <laughs> I got burnt, got burnt with oh, Tav. Oh, have you that. played that already? Oh, well, let's hope yeah, that's yet. <laughs> Donnie, anything out of the top 10 before you do your deep dive? Uh, no, I managed to get a couple of those in my team. Uh, I guess Duke is, is, a, is a tough one to take. I've seen him in a lot of teams. I've missed out there. Um, and Nisbet, obviously, anyone who who caught him, um, big well done. But no, it's it's starting to get back into the familiar names. So well done if you got some of those guys. Yep. Hey, right, Donnie, over you can just go ahead with your double game week dive. Yep. So similar to last time, I'm going to have a look at the double game week, see who's playing, see who's not playing, um, and try and work out there. So uh, as things pan out, there's four teams playing twice. Um, and for those that have got wildcard bench boosts, you know, you might want to consider that um, in this round of fixtures. Triple captain, I know it's a question um, that we've got coming up as well. So the, the fixtures in full, um, starting on Friday, is Hearts v St. Mirren. So that's the only one you'll get team news on. Uh, you've then got St. Johnston, Livingston, Motherwell, Ross County, Hibston, United, Hearts, Aberdeen, Celtic, St. Mirren, Livingston, Dundee United, did I say that already? Kilmarnock Rangers. Now, those last four games are all midweek because the, the Cup semi-finals are at the weekend. Um, so I've broken it down into the teams that are playing twice, and then we'll look at everyone else. So Hearts, starting off, uh, I think I've probably got the best fixtures because um, they've got two home games, one against St Mirren, who they've just played, and one against Aberdeen. I think they have probably got the best form out of the four teams that are playing, they've won three of their last five games. And obviously Shankland is, is the main man um, as far as Hearts are concerned. I believe they've still only had two clean sheets in 20 games. So if you're going to load up in defence, prepare to be burned because they do tend to concede goals one way or another. Following that double game week, they've got Livingston. So if you've got three Hearts players, you're fine. And then they play Rangers where you can bench um, or sub at that point. So for me... I think Hearts look the best. They're good form. They've got good fixtures. So I've got three Hearts assets, um, and I would probably stress that most folk tend tend to load up on on Hearts. So the next team they're playing is Livingston. So they've got away to St Johnston at home to Dundee United. Uh, they do only have one win in their last five games, and that was the one at the weekend. However, as we've mentioned, Anderson um, with a well timed double could be an option for the third striker role. They do go on to play Hearts and Celtic after that. So we're talking about defensive assets. You will have to be careful that you don't get burned in, in the following fixtures. But um, they do tend to get you points over the course of a season. So I've held Livingston players knowing that there was a double game week coming up um, and I should be all right there. But it's whether you want to go with Anderson or not. Then we move on to Dundee United. They've got some tricky fixtures. They've got Hibs away and Livingston away. Now, I thought they were showing signs of improvement um, outside of the Rangers game. Um, but Hibbs and Livingston have both got you know good goal-scoring form. Um, so, again, a defensive asset could be a risk. Um, they play Celtic the week after. So, again, do you want to bring in a defender for two games and then 
potentially have to ship them because the place settled the week after. So just be careful of that one. Uh, the name that's been mentioned by both of you, Levitt, would certainly be a good pick um, in the midfield. Uh, if you're on a wild card, for example, you could get rid of your non-playing player and, and slot him in uh, and make the most there. Fletcher up front, he could be a good choice, but I think he's a minute's risk with the two games being so close together. Last up is St Mirren, and they play Hearts away and Celtic away. So for me, this is not much of a double game week um, as far as they're concerned. They are usually sound at the back. I mentioned strain um, during the analysis there, but they do face two of the more free-scoring teams um, in the league. So I think it would be a hard avoid for me. If I was on a wild card, I might go for Carson. I think that's probably the only position that you'll get points, whether it's saves or clean sheets. O'Hara in the middle, he's on penalties while Iunga is still out injured. So it's a tricky one there. They play Motherwell and Aberdeen after that, but for Motherwell, um, I'm not really sure. For St Mirren, I'm not really sure um, if I'd be bringing in any of those assets. Anything on those four teams, guys, before I move on? Uh, Peter? No, I think you nailed it in order of preference. Hearts obviously loaded <laughs> up all the way down. Uh, just on double game week, since it's Mirren, how about St Mirren? If I've got a St Mirren player, I would hold a St Mirren player because yeah. another double game week coming up, like you mentioned, I think. Sorry, spoke about it last night. So don't sell them if you don't need to sell them, but I would be yeah. rushing the end day True. Tom, anything add to those four teams? Nope, sounds good to me. Okay, so we'll look at everyone else. Uh, so while those teams play up twice, you need to weigh up whether this is a better or worse option than the teams playing in a single week. Uh, so we'll start at the top, settle at home to St Mirren. So obviously there's uh, great value in that fixture. I wouldn't be looking to compromise any settled players here. Jota, Mieda, Kyogo, all offer value Um in that fixture. So if you've got three Celtic players, I would keep three Celtic players. Rangers away to Kilmarnock. Again, they're looking good under Beal. And I think um, there's value, we just mentioned in the, the match there, there's value at the back and in the midfield and potentially Sakala up front. Uh, Kilmarnock will play Celtic in their cup semi-final. So by the time they face Rangers um, the following week, uh, they could just be worn out. And uh, I think Rangers could roll that one quite easy. Uh, the third fixture, we've got Motherwell-Ross County. We've talked about these two teams being bang out of form. Well, they play each other, so I'm not expecting big things. Uh, maybe Motherwell to edge it, but again, it's, you're not going to go out your way to bring in any of those players. Hibs, they're playing Dundee United. Again, we've only really gotten this bit as a shining light um, in that team. Um, you probably want to leave that till the following week um, to see if that form continues. So I would probably avoid there. St Johnston at home to Livingston. Um, they've lost their last four games. Again, it's a, a hard avoid for me. They also play Rangers the following week, so you don't want to bring in any of those assets into your team just to then have Rangers turn up and hopefully destroy them. Aberdeen away to Hearts. Uh, and while they did get their first win at the weekend, it is going to be a tricky fixture for the Dons. Um, they will obviously have Rangers in the Cup semi-final at the weekend as well, so they'll be going all out there. Um, and then they could be playing a buoyant Hearts. So Duke, Shinny, Rusin, the goals. Again, you're probably not going to bring anyone in from Aberdeen um, while we've got this double game week going on. So I wouldn't be looking at change there. And then we've got Kilmarnock, um, fresh off defeat to Celtic. They play Celtic again and then Rangers. So again, it'll be a hard avoid. And as we mentioned in the game overview, they won't have any old firm fixtures after that. So maybe 
once these games are out of the way, you could look um, to Kilmarnock. So just to summarise, I'd load up on Celtic and Rangers. I wouldn't compromise anyone there. Hearts, if you've got two, try and get three. If you've got three, fine. Livy and Dundee United, I think you'll get value out of both of those teams. And St Mirren, as Peter said, unless you've already got a St Mirren player, I wouldn't look to add. Wildcard, if I had two, I would possibly look to use one here and it would freshen up the team um, and you'd still have one left. If I had one wildcard, I would probably leave it. Bench boost, if I played my wildcard, then yep, I would have my bench boost here as well. Triple captain, um, I guess, is the big question, so I'll leave that one. Um, and obviously people got burned in the last double game week that, that went captain tough, so it doesn't always... Um, work out. So that's that's the dive for this week. Um, hopefully it's given you uh, enough food for thought. Uh, Tom, anything off the back of that? No. Nope, changes to your team? Peter, I guess we've already mentioned the kind of names that we're looking for um, to bring in. Anything that I've maybe missed or that you were thinking about? No, that's good. I'm just it gives me a bit of food for thought. I'll just can I update my wee notes on my phone after this and see who I'm going to bring in. <laughs> The question, the thing is, I've got, I've got, it's the lack of Eddie, I want ready. I don't want to double up. I don't want to double up with Aberdeen at the back either. And I don't want Mioski up top anymore. It's like the lesser of two evils or three evils or four evils even. And then, I'll get to get to transfers. I might actually make, make, make one transfer and keep rolling one so I've got two to come back out the back it. But yeah, get to me, get to it. Right, we ready to go to questions then? Yep. Okay, first question is from FPL General. If you could only own one player each level game weeks, who would those four players be? So I was going to do a wee thing on this for the pod, but the question's been asked, I don't need to do it. So we'll start with Hearts then. Am I going to assume we're all going to say Shankland? Easy one first? Yep. Tom, Shankland? Yep, Shankland. Right, Shankland three. Right, next up, Dundee United then. Who would you pick as your one player for Dundee United? Donny? Levitt. Tom? Levitt. Peter? Levitt. There you go, there's three, three again. (laughs) Next up is Livingston then, so this might be a differential. Donny, who would you pick in your Livingston team? Uh, Livingston, I have got Kelly. And you can pick Sean or Stephen, I don't mind. <laughs> that's kind of cheating, but that's all right. <laughs> um, I'd probably say Bruce Anderson, just given his, his brace there in the weekend. Um, and St. Johnston, probably like we can see. Dundee United maybe less so. I think they've been a bit better defensive-wise. So, um they're not really up to much in terms of clean sheets, so it'll have to be an attacker. So I'll go Bruce Anderson. I was going to say Montano because he was in form, but because he's injury risk, I'll follow Tom's suit and I would also say Bruce Anderson. And last, but I I've actually, and least, St. Mirren, uh, Carson's the only one I would go close to. Tom? Um, O'Hara, is he not on penalties? Yeah, I'd choose him purely for the, the penalties. Yeah, and I'll go with this one. I think Carson, just for the keeper, he's probably going to get save points out of it, so I would take him. Right, okay, that's that question answered. Next up, let's go through this. Right, Brian at Blaze Attack, can you rank Snodgrass, Ginelli, Mackay and Haldy? So, Donny, on you go. Okay, so uh, I've broken this down. So, solely on points, it goes Mackay, Snodgrass, Ginelli, Halliday. If we break it down to points per game, it's Snodgrass, Ginelli, Mackay, Halliday. And if you look at bonus points, it's Snodgrass, Mackay, Ginelli and Halliday. 
So for me, on current form, I would go Snodgrass, Mackay, Ginelli and Halliday. Um, Halliday is obviously fourth on most of those lists. I think he's a, a minute's risk and is, is out of the team at the moment. My first choice is Snodgrass because he's in my team. I think Mackay over Ginelli, just because Mackay is the type of player that can make things happen. Uh, which Ginelli is probably more of a, a defensive unit. And just to throw somebody else's name into the mix because he's missed them. You've got Alan Forrest, who's ticking over at 3.2 points per game, eight bonus points. Um, he's a good differential. My only concern for him would be minutes because he's more of a somebody that comes on as the, the first sub. But for me, it's going to be Snodgrass, and that's purely because I've got him. So sorry if that doesn't help you. Tom, you order you for the man? Um, I've got Ginelli. He's, he's in my team. I think he seems to play a bit more advanced. Um, Snodgrass, because of his recent form. Mackay, uh, he had a decent form at the start of the season, but he seems to have dropped off. And then Halliday comes in at fourth. Halliday's also, I believe, a possible concussion, so he might even make a game week. So my four would be Snodgrass, Mackay, Ginelli, and Halliday. It seems Doy as a four. Yeah, that's what I had. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, next up. It's the same question for Gavin. There's talk, sorry, Gavin, there's all the numbers again. <laughs> there's talk of Halliday having concussion. If so, you bought my list, perhaps I'll keep getting That's not even my question. He's replying, sorry, a lot of rubbish. Next up. Would any of you consider triple captaining Shank on this game week? And that is by Josh McCaffrey. Tom, would you triple captain if you had it on Shankland? If I still had it, then I think I'd be playing the triple captain. Donnie? Um, so as you mentioned, Peter, Josh picked Bruce Anderson last game week. So well done, Josh. I did suggest this to him, so I'm going to take partial credit for that. Um, <laughs> I have no issues, but all I would say is this is going to be the same as the, the tab scenario last double game week. What I mean here is if you're going to triple captain Shankland, Everyone's going to captain them anyway, mm-hmm. so it's whether you're going to make the gains there or not. I would counter that with the fact that it's probably a no-lose gamble because everyone who did triple captain have got nothing, um, so you're bound to make up points on those guys. Um, if you do do the triple, I am more leaning towards not. I will captain them, um, but I'm more leaning towards not triple captain them. Um, is my thoughts. Can I ask you why? Why are you waiting for another... I just don't think I'll, there'll be enough difference. I, I would probably rather do it as a surprise moment um, and try and make gains there. Um, but I think the fact that everyone will captain them, the triple captain, unless he goes crazy, crazy, won't make much of a difference. Right, I agree. I, I think if you still had it, you would have a potential. I've got mine, obviously, but I am thinking the same kind of lines as you, don't it? It's like, he's the most standard double game week player. Somebody's going to captain him, so it's like, that hold, I, I think I will. I think we'll still have potential another double game week down the line between Celtic Rangers potentially if they both win their League Cup semi-final. So I'm willing to hold off. And if not, as you said, use it as a surprise one game if Celtic or Rangers are playing home against a, a league of draws counting Motherwell, yeah. I see a full-strength team. Maybe the weather gets better and just going to go and go hell for leather and that's the yeah. time to do it. Right, next up. John O'Donnell, good week for bench boost. If so, what plus target for the bench? So I'll go this one first. So we've got to mention all the players all for the podcast, so we don't need over them again. So I've got a kind of rule of thumb for the, pod, for the bench boost. If you're struggling to pick out your best 11 players, 
and you can't you see points on the bench, have a potential for a bench boost, especially this week. If you could double game week players and you don't know who to bench, who to rest, blah blah. I think it's quite viable to go for double A, go for a bench boost because you're going to have potentially three Rangers, three Celtic, and I'm assuming most teams will have a build up or other players, maybe four or five double game week players. So if you're in that kind of situation, I would quite happily go for a bench boost. One of each could do it, no problem, and you wouldn't. The risk rewards kind of okay that. I think it's worth it. Do you think Donny bench boost this week or not? Um, well, I've used mine already, so not much I can add to that. But unless you were wild card, and I wouldn't probably bother. Um, from that, what I mean is I've got a non-playing goalkeeper. I'm a non-playing player. So that's already two positions that wouldn't get scores. So a wild card allows you to bring uh, two new players in there. So if I was wild carding, I would then tag my bench boost alongside that. But just because it's a double game week, I probably wouldn't. Um, just going on your sort of rule of thumb, yeah, I'll have probably have three Rangers, probably have three Celtic, probably have three Hearts. That's nine already. Um, so you want to make sure you've got enough balance to your team that when we come out of the double game week, you're not stuck with like a Dundee United who then play Celtic. Um, you're not going to score. So keep your Aberdeen assets in there or a Hibs asset. Just make sure that you've got enough spread that if one game doesn't work out, you've still got a, a route into the following game week. But um, as I say, I, I wouldn't do it just because it's a double game week. I would make sure that I've built my team up um, accordingly. Team, team dependent, he may not have a, a goalkeeper or a, a <laughs> player. So you could have 11 players, maybe a couple of double game weeks. Then it depends your situation. Tom, bench boost? Yeah, yeah or nay? Um, well, it depends on the situation. Assuming that he's got a non-playing goalkeeper and a non-playing midfielder or defender or whatever, and you know maybe his bench isn't up to much, um, he would have to be on the back of a wild card so he could strengthen in those positions. So, um, I mean, it is team dependent, so he might not be in that situation. He might have a very balanced team with no non-playing player, um, or he could just use his, his transfer this week to get rid of the non-playing player. But um, yeah, I don't think this is the one to, to bench boost in. I think, I think there'll be doubles coming up as well. Yeah, see, I'm surprised. I thought that's probably the biggest double game we're going to get. It's going to be big in this. Any games left? It's going to be more than one team playing. We've got I don't some... think there will. I think we all look for one where Rangers and Celtic play twice, and that's when we tend to load up on it. Um, I think with Hearts playing twice, I think you might get value out of them, whereas everyone else, you're kind of taking a punt. As I touched on, you've got teams playing single game weeks that will probably score just as much. So you always have to be careful um, as far as the, the, those games go. But with Tom, with all his chips coming out of his ears, I'm surprised he's not uh, considering at least one of those. Just keeping his cars close to his chest, but he sees team after the deadline. <laughs> Last two game weeks, it's just <laughs> <go> wild. <laughs> right, so that is us with that. Any other questions I missed, Donny? Is that all covered? Uh, no, I think you've got them all. No, there's actually one for Gavin. I forgot five hours ago. Again, Gavin got the numbers after his name. The Jota O'Reilly Kyogo rotations oh, are yeah. causing me headaches. Any tips? So I'll quickly cover this. Come to Tom and yourself, Donny. I think Jota's back in the team, so I wouldn't worry about that one. I think Kyogo's minutes are probably now even more nailed with the Jack and Max situation. And O'Reilly, Angie did say it was just because of it. He's played it was for a rest situation, but out of the three players, I think O'Reilly is probably the one more inclined to be rotated in the next few game weeks going forward. So, it's up to you what you think of that one. I think with the emergence of Moy played well, we've seen another Japanese midfielder from short game time, Hatati's kind of hitting really good form, so I don't know if O'Reilly could be potentially of 
playing a game, miss a game, playing a game, miss a game. Well, I think if Jota's fit, he's playing. If Google's fit, he's playing. Thoughts on that, Tom? Yeah, I'd agree with you. I think things will settle down. And I'll let Jota's back to, to full fitness. Um, obviously, we've mentioned the Yakamaka situation. It doesn't seem to be going away. And uh, whilst the transfer window is open, the he might find himself just having to make do with the bench. So I think Kyogo's a bit more nailed now. And then the, obviously the one that is a bit risky is O'Reilly. Um, but we have talked on the pod and we did say there's merit in looking at perhaps Maeda as your third select slot. So um, that's perhaps something to consider and that might ease the headache a little bit there as well. Agreed on your different thoughts? So yeah, I've had O'Reilly in my midfield for the last few game weeks. He's ticked over okay. Um, I also had Jota so what I was doing is I was waiting until this weekend to see the team news uh, unfortunately for me with O'Reilly being benched it made the decision easy um, so I took him out for Snodgrass um, had it been the other way I might have taken out Jota so it's just luck um, as far as that goes but that's just left me with two set of players and the more that I've been talking on this podcast I am more and more convinced that I might pick Mieda um, as a rogue choice um, for this weekend as my, my third slot um, so <laughs> that's that's what, where I'll go he's just nervous because I'm on his tail <laughs> your dad's at the trains Tom Doris is following him now that Strain's injured I think that St Mirren's all the defenders like the first choice defenders are all out oh, so, there you go oh, that's okay, me go. committed are you like... where's, my, where's my phone <laughs> right okay We'll go to the fixtures and uh, then we'll talk quickly about transfers, face cap to cap. So we'll probably mentioned it all during the podcast. So as Dory mentioned earlier, there's only one early team news you will see, which will be the Hartshire Man game Friday night. And then we've got St. Johnson Livingston, Motherwell Ross County, Hibs Dungeon United, and you need to wait four days for Hearts Aberdeen, Celtic St. Martin, Livingston Dungeon United, and Kilmarnock versus Rangers to wind up the game week. So upon here now, I think we already mentioned it. Who's your captain, Donny? Is it Shankland? Yeah, Shankland. Uh, Vice-captain is Kyogo. Uh, but, uh, I mean, it's going to be difficult because there's the cup games um, at the weekend, so there'll be fixtures before you even know what the team's going to be. So it is a risk if you do go Rangers-Celtic, Aberdeen or Kilmarnock. <laughs> Vice-captaincy choice that you could get burned. But at the moment, it'll be uh, Kyogo. Yeah, not much you can do there. If the injury happens, it happens. You're just everybody in the yeah. same boat. Tom, captain, vice captain, flat plans? Uh, same as Donny. Captain Shank, vice captain, Kyogo. Right, I'm the exact same. So, transfers then. So, we talked about all podcasts. Do you have, first of all, Donny, you have one or two transfers? I've got one. Ideally, I want to make two. I want to get to a position where I'm maybe going to change Morelos for Mieda and then bring in Barisic at the back for Rangers. But I'll probably do that over two game weeks. Um, and see how that pans out. So my change, I'll probably change... See, I've got Mulgrew in defence as well, and he's not playing, so it's just a bit of a waste of time. So I might just change that to now, and ugh, I don't know. But it's just because we've been talking about it, me just sounding more and more attractive um, throughout the podcast. So that might be my change for this weekend. Morelos for me. Yeah, I'm going to see me in your team after deadline, 100%. <laughs> transfer plans. Um, so I've got two transfers. Uh, Yakovic, I mentioned, needs to come out. And I'm probably going to get rid of a younger because Simran, you know, it's not really a double game week and he's not even in the squad, never mind in the starting 11. So he's got to go. So I mentioned Levitt for a younger. That'll be one. And uh, 
anchor player. Um, I like Luca Behic, uh, the Dundee United defender. He's also very attacking as well. He's had two goals and three assists so far this season. So there's uh, the opportunity of maybe getting some returns both ends yeah. of the pitch. So um, I think he's a good option for Jakovic. Yeah. I've also the two transfers so again I'm in the same situation it's Yakovic I want rid of and up front I want rid of Majofsky so it depends what I do my thoughts were maybe Bruce Anderson and the beach was one I was thinking about at the back but don't need to talk more later on <laughs> I also don't fall out with bringing in Barisic just because I think he could potentially have the exact same points if not more the double game week player that I bring in so <sighs> Maeda I mean, I couldn't get to him this week, obviously, because I've got three Celtic stats, and that's a no, no for me, but some of them might think about the future. But, aye, I have to think about it. We'll go, go to Friday night, anyway. Remember what time's the kick-off? Did I say that again? It's, it is at 7.45, and it's yeah. my long weekend, so I'll be at the caravan, I'll be chilled, I'll have a cider open, I'll have an app open, and I'll, then I'll make my decisions by that time, and we'll see what happens. But I, I think I'm going to use two transfers. I, I've still been rolling one, but I think I'm going to get the Yaki. The only thing with Yaki is this could be the game week where... They do something against Motherwell and he's points off the bench for one more week and then shift them, but then Donny Shea... say that every game week with him, though. Same with Taylor. Nah, I think I'm just going to him. And up front. But we'll see how the budget goes as well because I don't think my budget stretches to all that. If... Depends. What's price Bruce Anderson off the top of their head? No. He'll be four points up, won't he? Right, anyway, we'll wait and see. So that is us covered all the bases for the double game week fixtures. All oh, right, a quick update: the fantasy football Scotland Royal Rumble is still ongoing. This is the last week before another elimination occurs. If somebody asked me a question, so I wanted to just uh, confirm this: if you finish on the same points as somebody in the bottom three, you're out. Double elimination. There's no split. So if somebody's above the bubble, finishes in two, three, eight. And somebody under the bubble finishes two, three. It's a double elimination, like the two's over the rope at the same time. <laughs> in the Royal Rumble would be, so there is, you need to differentiate yourself, Very same points, you are out. And another three game weeks after this, there are another three out, and then we all get to win big league, where the points are reset for the last throw at it, so there we go. I believe our uh, champion is just holding on no more, maybe you know, because he's in a poor group. Any other group would be in the bottom three, but because he's in the group of low scoring, he's managed to survive so far, so the champ's still there. Right, before we go then, Tom, get your plugs in. I am at FFS underscore Scout on Twitter. Donnie? And I'm at FFS underscore Donnie. Yeah, I'm a fan of that. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you down the road. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye.
when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.